This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. As we enter into this week, we are actually going to take up a topic that originated from an email that we receive with some questions on repentance. Um, This is one of the examples that um, we wanted to throw out there. This is why we're asking for people to engage and send us emails, questions, um, topics, um, because we want to talk about things that um, our listeners are asking and, and dealing with. And so if you have topics, questions, concerns, just send an email to thegospelforlifeidaho at gmail.com, and we will either just answer the question off air um, via email, but if we think it's a topic that many people could benefit from or would benefit from, we, like this topic, will deal with it on the air itself. And so we're going to do a little bit of a, of a series on repentance. This is so essential for the Christian faith. And part of the work that we're going to do, we're going to borrow from various sources, but we're using as our foundational book or text Thomas Watson's book, The Doctrine of Repentance, Puritan paperback. I actually think Thomas Watson is one of the easier um, Puritans to read. So if you've ever heard Dr. Beakey talk, he has certain Puritans that he would say are more entry-level Puritans, they're, they're not all Puritans are created equal in their writing styles and their accessibility. And I, I believe the short list of those that he would say are the most accessible are Thomas Watson, John Flavel, and Samuel Rutherford. If you guys want to jump in and correct me on this, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> not saying that overly authoritatively, but I believe those were some of the, the easier ones for accessibility and and this book is um, very accessible he begins by talking about counterfeit repentance repentance that at least initially seems real seems like it's something that is true but proves to be not and he talks about three different categories of counterfeit repentance and that's what we're going to talk about today and Probably a little bit we'll have to translate some of the language to modernize it. But the first one he has in his list is the first deceit of repentance is legal terror. What does what does Watson mean by legal terror? Well, he uses uh, one of the examples would be uh, Judas, and who was you know after he betrayed Jesus and after Jesus was captured by the authorities we do read there was a great distress in judas and to the point where he took his own life but in that there's no repentance Uh, there's no real genuine uh, sorrow for what has been done it's a terror of more of being caught or 
terror of consequences, but not a terror for actually what he had done. And the, the contrast with that is Peter, where Peter weeps, he's sorrowful, and he weeps and he's sorrowful because of what he actually did, of betraying Jesus, of denying him when he had been so adamant that he wouldn't. Yeah, I think this is the what Paul would say is when you, you're faced with one of the roles of government bearing the sword, right, to punish evil. And so when you come face to face with the tip of that sword or or the, the consequences of what you've done are beginning to bear down on you and you're, you're filled with fear and anguish because of that, that's this false, false repentance. Mm-hmm. This is – I'm not necessarily an example I personally can relate to, but maybe many of our listeners too that you're driving your vehicle and all of a sudden, sudden flashing lights come on. And your heart I, skips a beat. Or I've, heard, yeah. I've heard I've heard heart skip a beat. I've heard so. there can be a lot of anxiety <laughs> and terror that occurs. I mean, this is coming to me on good good sources. <laughs> there may be even a wish that you'd look down at the speed. Yes, you yes, yes. <laughs> so I've heard. Yeah. Um, but for many, there's not really true repentance. Right. It's the terror that of the moment because once the police officer drives away you might go right back to the speed that you were going right before Mm -hmm. maybe not right away but the next day or the next day Mm -hmm. Um, that's legal terror well if he's a mile down the road from (laughs) (laughs) i mean you've heard right that's what what jonathan has heard (laughs) um but i think that's an example that that kind of gets to what Watson is talking about. Right. There's no change of heart. No. Uh, there's no recognition that what was actually done was that, that you're wrong for actually doing it in and of itself. Yeah. You're just The second counterfeit is about repentance is resolution against sin. They this is when a person is oftentimes even at the beginning of a year I mean, right. I'm, you make a vow. Right. I'm never going to, and then you fill in the blank it's, with whatever that might it's be. It's the old idea of give me one more day, give me one more chance, give me another program, give me another set of um, relationships or a better education. Then I'm going to do things better. It's a, it's you know trying to fill up repentance with doing something. Yeah. As the, mm-hmm. If you've ever been on a nutrition plan or or diet, and you've you said, okay, hey, tomorrow I'm going to start. Uh, I'll start fresh tomorrow, and I'll ne- mm-hmm. I won't eat this anymore. It's it's filling your mind with kind of that white knuckle willing to to stop doing this negative behavior, but it's it's not repentance. Mm-hmm. If you're old enough to have lived through nine eleven, it would be the the month after that. Yeah, right. With religious um, prayer houses, activity and sanctuaries were full. in the yeah. United States, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. That's that's that type of repentance. Vows right. were taken, vows were made. Every sixth grade math student you can relate to, right? Yes, yes. Right. I, I, if you just get me through this test, I promise I'll study from yes, here on yes, out. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. There's a certain amount of, you know, repentance is really what brings grace in that. But what this does is it tries to make me ready for grace. Yeah. And so I, you know, I want m- to make myself worthy of grace rather than seeking the grace that God gives in true repentance. And so, uh, they're in one sense they ver- they cheapen the grace of God because they make it something that they've worked for. 
Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a religious law that you set up for yourself. Thomas Watson has a, just a colorful way of talking about it. He says, passionate resolutions are raised in a storm and die in the calm. Mm. Um, these are the foxhole conversions, quote unquote. Yeah, and, and um, yeah, a couple examples given are you know, these types of resolutions come from the painfulness of the consequences, not so much the fact that sin is sin. Yeah. Or even when you consider people repenting just out of a fear of condemnation rather than looking at the actual disobedience and mm -hmm. the offense against God that it is. Repentance yeah. because they they fear hell? Right. They want to yeah. just get out of hell real quick. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's not the ugliness of the consequence. Or excuse me, it's the ugliness of the consequences leading to this commission. It's not the ugliness of the sin that's mm -hmm. leading to this. They're not dissatisfied with that. They're dissatisfied with the results of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe just a little side note related to this that I think goes back a few weeks ago in conversations that we had about reconciliation and resolving conflict. And we talked a little bit about mm -hmm. the issue of, you know, an abusive spouse. And I think if there are those listening to this who are in that type of situation, the apologies that you hear fall into this category. They're, they're, the apologies there's not really, really yeah. remorse for, you know, they're, they're just sorry that, you know, okay, it boiled over at this point and there's all kinds of promises that this is never going to happen again. But as if you're listening to this and you're in those situations, if you can look back, you probably know full well that these will happen again. The third example of a counterfeit repentance that Watson gives is repentance where there's the leaving of many sinful ways and that can take a lot of different forms so one of the examples he gives is is herod where he stopped doing some sinful activity but wasn't willing to give away others so he was involved in, in an incestuous relationship and he wasn't willing to give that away he was willing to stop other sin I mean, he was willing to listen to John the Baptist, but he wasn't willing to follow John the Baptist in that particular area. Other things on that? Yeah, I think, so as an example, if you, like uh, we used to have a recovery ministry, the church I pastored in, in California, and we, we'd always meet folks who were coming out of kind of the classical recovery systems, AA and NA, and, and while they were living a life of sobriety, there were other parts of their life that were just completely out of control, right? They, they, they were either full of rage and anguish or uh, they had found a different replacement for that substance abuse. And I think this is, this is a pattern after that where maybe that particular area of sin has been sacrificed or, or walked away from, but in terms of the, the attitude and posture towards sin, that has not changed. They're still oriented towards sin in, in much of their behavior and, and heart condition. And sometimes... In this category, people can leave a sin not because God has worked grace in their heart, like Jonathan was talking about mm -hmm. earlier, but because they've just, in a rational way, said, oh, I don't think this is helpful for me. It's not good for my business. It's not mm -hmm. good for my reputation. It's not good for mm -hmm. um, my family life, whatever it might be, that it's not the sin itself that they're turning away from because of that it's sin, but they, they've figured out that's not positive for where I want to be in life mm -hmm. in, in these different categories. Well, that's not repentance. 
that's just willpower. And there may be a situation where someone would quote unquote defeat uh, old, maybe in our minds a worse sin, but in doing that, they're entering into a new one that may be viewed as not as bad. So it's maybe a way of like, well, I'm going to do this because it keeps me from doing that. And this isn't as bad as that. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that's not really repentance. Mm-hmm. That's replacement. That's replacement yep. of another sin. Mm-hmm. As we continue on this in the days moving forward, we're, we're going to turn our attention to true repentance. But sometimes it's just helpful to say, okay, at least initially, things can look a lot alike. I play around with gardening. And there are times when I'm like, you want to weed your garden. And when the, the first shoots are coming out of the ground is not when you want to do your weeding. He's like, is that the weed or is that the plant? Mm-hmm. And you want to be careful that you don't pull out the real plant that you want in your garden because you just didn't allow it enough time to, to see what was real and what was, what was undesirable. And sometimes with repentance, time helps flesh out, was this actually true repentance or was this counterfeit repentance? And so hopefully these three from Watson help you at least identify some of the characteristics of counterfeit. And then if you stay with us in the days ahead, we will begin to explore real, true, biblical repentance. We'll see you next time.